Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, welcome back to season five. We are so excited to be back. We can hardly believe it's happening, honestly. This episode is part one of our big season premiere, and it features the answers to so many questions, such as, can the Story Pirates unclog the pipes of Nether Nebosia? Will the Story Pirates reach the center of the earth? And when the Story Pirates are super tiny, can Peter eat as many snacks as he used to? Well, I can tell you right now, the answer to that last question is probably a yes. Today's episode also features bumblebees in cars, dogs who wreak havoc, a lot of references to the movie Titanic, and our very special guest, the incredible actor, Michael Yuri. All of that and more after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Previously on the Story Pirates podcast. All my life, my Nana would tell me stories about the lost city of Nether Nebosia. Right. <laughs> okay. Nether Nebosia siphons its power from the Earth's core. We think there's a clog somewhere in the pipes, and it has nothing to do with my special toilet, no matter what you've heard. Oh, I believe your ship could fix the pipes. I need you to go on a journey to the center of the Earth. What if I shrunk us down along with the ship so we can drill into the Earth with little more impact than an ant? Currently on the Story Pirates podcast. 
Ugh, this is taking forever. It's been like nine months. Does anyone know how deep into the Earth's crust we've drilled so far? According to my calculations, we've gone precisely three feet seven inches. What? Well, it's because we shrunk ourselves down. We're so tiny. And how far is it until we get to the Earth's core? Is it like 40 feet? 4,000. Feet? Miles. No! Sorry, I'm feeling dramatic today. (laughs) Oh, Eric, you think you're feeling dramatic? You know nothing of drama. Nothing. I besmirch thee. I... Sorry, I'm feeling dramatic too. Well, here's something not dramatic, just a fact. We are never going to get to the Earth's core at this rate. You have yeah, a we're never going to. Not unless we sing. Huh? huh? Smitty, what are you talking about? I'm saying that sometimes the quickest way from point A to point B is a song. Smitty, I had no idea you liked to sing. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot you don't know about me. For example, did you know that I can speak Spanish or that I can lift a tractor over my head? What? That's incredible. You can speak Spanish? See, sí. Y ahora, escúchame. It's time to sing ourselves to the center of the earth. <clears throat> Ooh, he just put on a train conductor's hat. I love a costume change. Yet another thing you don't know about me. You're also a train conductor? No, I look incredible in hats. All aboard, all aboard. We're barreling down to the center of the earth. All aboard, all aboard. We're barreling down to the center of the earth. Could take days, could take weeks. Just hope we don't hit any leaks. Hope we don't hit any leaks. Could take days, could take weeks. We're barreling down, barreling down. Barreling down to the center of the earth. We're barreling down, barreling down. Barreling down to the center of the earth. Our journey will be very long and we might never find that clog. Our journey will be very long and we might never... Oh, I found the clog! Wait, was that it? Huh, that was fast. I thought it would take way longer. Yeah, like at least a full season. Okay, so he didn't need to do that whole song right. (laughs) Like, he was being kinda extra. We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. And I thought they would be really, really surprised. We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, everyone, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. And also, sometimes we unclog pipes, like right now. It looks like the source of the clog is this glowing green goo. How long do you think it'll take to unclog? By my sort of expert estimations, I'd say it's going to take a while. Well, why don't we do a story while we wait? Yeah! Yeah! Okay, listeners, it's time for the first story of Season 5 of the Story Pirates Podcast, and it's about traffic. That's right, cars sitting around clogging up the streets so no one can get anywhere. But what's causing the traffic in this song might be more interesting than you think. Here's the author to introduce it. 
Hi, I'm Maya. I'm nine years old, and I live in New York. Here's my story, Driving Bumblebees. Well, I think we can say for certain that that's a birthday that goldfish will never forget. <laughs> now let's go to our chopper for the up-to-the-minute New York City traffic report. Good morning, New York. I hope you're doing great. It's your eye in the sky with your traffic on the eights. Giving you the updates you need for your morning commute. But I gotta be honest, something strange is going on. The traffic's been erratic since the crack of dawn. So I'd start my driving on the earliest side if I were you. Because the streets are jammed with something that you wouldn't believe. No, you won't believe it. No, you won't believe it. You know what, New York? Just take a peek outside and see. What, what do you see? NYC. Look out your window. There are bumblebees driving all over Manhattan. Bumblebees are driving. No one knows why it's happening. There are bumblebees driving all over the island of Manhattan. There are bumblebees driving all over Manhattan. They're in little SUVs and the smallest station wagons. There are bumblebees driving all over the island of Manhattan. Yeah, the bumblebees are driving in their bumble rides from the top of Inwood to the Lower East Side. From Harlem to the Garden and Steering and Veering Route Chelsea Pier. They're in minivans and small sedans and tiny coupes. Cruising down the avenues and Broadway too. From Central Park and all around Times Square. All you hear is tiny voices going. Cause there are bumblebees driving all over Manhattan. Bumblebees are driving and well they're going fast. And there are bumblebees driving all over the island of a Manhattan. Back to you in the studio. Well, all right then. Let's check in on sports with Bill. Bill, what's happening down at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, they had to delay the Knicks game because there are a bunch of bumblebees driving all over the court. <laughs> you might say there's too much traveling. <laughs> Bad job, Bill. And I'm being told I'm fired. All right, and Wendy has the weather for us. Wendy, what can you tell us about the week ahead? Well, things should definitely be on the calm side. We have fairly sunny skies for the rest of the week and heading into the weekend with only a slight chance of some clouds on Sunday. And also there are... Bumblebees driving all over Manhattan. Bumblebees are driving. Never seen this weather pattern. Bumblebees driving all over the island of Manhattan. Uh, okay, I guess next we'll check in with the bumblebees. Uh, bumblebees, what can you tell us about what's going on? Yeah, we like riding the big apple in our tiny cars. It's divisive, but we love the hive that's up at Hudson Yards. And we're cruising through the Guggenheim, the Highline, and then Carnegie Hall. When you're a bee with your license, these phones are so enticing. Just don't think about what we're doing to congestion pricing. We'll be driving through the city from dawn till dark. Because honestly, there's just nowhere to park. There are bumblebees driving all over Manhattan. Bumblebees are driving, so make sure your seatbelt's fastened. There are bumblebees driving all over Bumblebees driving in NYC. Bumblebees driving in NYC. From the top of the rock to the subways below the streets, there are bumblebees driving in NYC. Bumblebees driving in NYC. Bumblebees driving in NYC. From the top of the rock to 
in the subways below the streets. There are bumblebees driving in NYC. Bumblebees driving all over Manhattan. Bumblebees are driving, luckily there ain't no crashing. There are bumblebees driving all over the island of a Manhattan. Yeah, there are bumblebees driving all over Manhattan. Bumblebees are driving, no one knows why it's happening. There are bumblebees driving all over the island. Wow, New York, what an exciting day. Though you'd think those bumblebees would also be interested in going to Queens. And I'm being told I'm also fired. <laughs> oh, well. And now, Lee speaks with the author. So, Maya, you wrote Driving Bumblebees. Yeah. And your story is so good. It's so funny to me because it's just two sentences, right? Yeah. Look out your window. There are bumblebees driving all over Manhattan. <laughs> yes. There's two things I want to point out to listeners. The sentence, there are bumblebees driving all over Manhattan, is in all caps, right? Yes. And then there are a bunch of different things that happen after the word Manhattan, namely what looks like one million exclamation points. <laughs> well, when I was doing it, I thought that it was like the person who was telling it would be like a human who was really surprised and they were just driving in their car and they just realized that they looked out their window and there were just like bumblebees like in all of the cars. And I thought they would be really, really surprised. Yeah. Okay. So it's because it's from the perspective of a human who's seeing this happen and is shocked. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So Manhattan is part of what city? New York City. Okay. And can you describe what Manhattan is like to someone who hasn't been there before? So basically it's, Really, really busy, and there are a ton of stores and, like, places, and there are a lot of people because a lot of people like to go there. So can you elaborate more on what it would be like if there were bumblebees actually driving cars all over Manhattan? I think maybe the bumblebees would try to get, like, the people out of their cars so they could just, like, own free cars from people. <laughs> They would take your car from you. That is terrifying. <laughs> is there a reason why the bees are driving around the city? I don't know. You know, I've always thought it's weird that people are scared of bees, even though they, like, make honey. And so maybe they were just, like, tired of making honey and they wanted to just, like, act normal. Yeah. You're like, I would rather be driving around all over Manhattan right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do bumblebees have a queen? Do you know if that's true? I don't think they have, like, a real, like, queen. Like, your royal highness. But I think queen bees do, like, different movements that show other bees where to go. What do you think the queen is doing in your story? I think instead of telling all the other bees where the good flowers were, she'd tell all the other bees where the um, taxis and cars were that they could just jump into and claim as their own. Maybe she's, like, directing traffic. Maybe. I mean, these do kind of look like they're wearing, like, that traffic person vest almost. Do you feel like you could do a traffic report from your story? I think I could. I would love to hear it. 
Okay. Today, 20 minutes ago, bumblebees started flying in taxicab windows and trying to get the humans out. They were trying to sting them, and the humans were screaming. They are taking over the cars. Get out of Manhattan as fast as you can. Wow, Maya, that was extremely good. I think that you might have a future as a traffic reporter if that is something you want to do. Maybe. I've always wanted to be a geographer, though. That sounds fun, too. And I'm not going to be a geographer with a bunch of different geographers because then I'll have an annoying boss and I don't like to be bossed around. So I'm going to be a work-from-home geographer with no annoying boss. (laughs) Maya, thank you so much for letting us perform your amazing story. Thank you for having it on the show. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Uh, hey, Smitty, how's the clog looking? I tried everything I learned from being a plumber, poking it with a wrench, touching it, leaning all the way into it, but it just won't budge. Here, let me take a sample. Hmm, according to my goo analyzer, this goo has scientific properties I've never even seen before. You have a goo analyzer? Well, I had a glue analyzer, but I removed the L. Makes sense. Smitty, are you stuck in the goo? Yep. Don't worry, everyone. I also used to be a plumber, so I'll just go into the goo with my trusty plumber's wrench and pull Smitty out. Rachel, wait! <clears throat> Attention, everyone. I, Rachel, am also stuck. What exactly is this stuff? Whatever it is, we've got to clear it away if we're going to save Nether Nebosia. Also, Rachel and Smitty. Also me. Peter, when did you fall into the goo? Just now. I thought I could eat it. I can't eat it. I'm very sad. Okay, nobody else touched the goo. We can't just go rushing headfirst into something without knowing anything about it. Here's something I know. Nothing can resist my acting talent. Move aside, green goo. A star is coming through. And I'm stuck. Honestly, not sure what my plan was. I was improvising, you know, yes-anding, the goo, as it were. It's like jazz. (sighs) Anyone else care to throw yourself into the goo? Rolo, Siegfried! I thought it was just a nice radioactive soup. I saw Rolo doing it. But perhaps now that I'm in the goo, I can fight the goo. Have at me, goo! I dare you! I've somehow made myself more stuck. (sighs) Lee, baby with a mustache, listen to me very carefully. Don't go anywhere near that green goo before we figure out a way to move within it safely. Avoidance! I'm excellent at that. You can count on us, Nimini. Good. Now, it's true that the irregular properties of the goo are completely different than anything I've ever seen on the surface, but I think I can make a few educated guesses and I should be able to rewire our anti-smush suits to become anti-green goo suits. Here, baby with a mustache, hold this wire and Lee, you hold this other wire. And there. If my calculations are correct, we should be able to move within the goo and free our friends. Suits on. Ready? Ready. Ready. Let's go. Away. Did it work? Are we moving? 
I think I'm stuck. Me too. Do you think we should have tested out the suits one at a time? Oh, I'm stuck too. What was I thinking? Now all of us are stuck in this green goo forever. Worst of all, even I've fallen victim to my own hubris. What's hubris? Pretty sure it's a fancy word for a goo. No, Peter. What's that now? Hubris is when you have so much self-confidence and pride that it can lead to trouble. Oh, you know what? I was thinking of goobrous. That's a real word for when you get stuck in goo and there's no way out. Oh. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I learned that from my Word of Day calendar that I wrote. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! This next message is for you. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control! We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie 
Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. I don't understand! This should have worked! I made all the necessary adjustments and calculations. Why does this school behave so differently than anything I've ever seen? Ugh, and why have I just said the word goo more times than I ever thought I would? Nimini, it's okay. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. I guess you're right. I just thought I had it all figured out. But there are so many variables. Any sort of tiny miscalculation could have... Wait a minute. That's it. We're all tiny. (gasps) Smitty, is there any way to reverse the effects of the shrinking? Of course. We'll just need to push the reverse button on the shrink ray. And where's the shrink ray? On the ship. (laughs) But every single one of us is trapped. (gasps) Except for... Oh, you were taking a nap. I guess naps really are the answer to our most puzzling problems. Oh, we just need you to push the reverse button on the shrink ray inside the ship, reverting us to our normal sizes. That should free us from the goo and fix the clog. I think it's working. The goo is flowing down the pipe. And I think the water's flowing. Wow. I'm an amazing plumber. Sounds like Nether Nebosia is up and running again. I guess we didn't need to go all the way to the Earth's core after all. Problem solved. Let's go home. Wait. What was that sound? Some sort of different colored goo? That's no goo. That's lava. And it's rushing right toward us. Everybody back on the ship. Let's turn the ship around. Engines, engage. We're caught in the lava river. I had a dream about this. Buckle up, because I think we're about to go over a lava waterfall. Or lava fall, for short. The lava fall, it's taking us straight down. Look outside. I think we're passing through the layers of the Earth. Look, it's a colony of earthworms. There's a giant glowing bean. Are those dinosaurs? OMG crystals. How much longer could we possibly keep falling? Ah! Ah! Huh? I'll miss falling. Where are we? It looks like we're in some sort of cave deep in the center of the Earth. That lava fall looks pretty steep. No way we're getting back up the way we came. Everyone, look! A door! Yeah, so what? Okay, Rachel, we've all seen a door before. Wait, for real? I feel like it's actually pretty cool that there's, like, a door down here. Do you know? 
Oh, oh right, a door. Yeah, yeah. In the center of the earth. Context. Huh. It looks like there's a sign on the door, too. The sign says, Earth's door to Earth's core. 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 Oh, uh, Megan, you don't have to keep reading the sign over and over. Sometimes when you see an opportunity, you must make the most of the moment and move your mouth magnificently. <laughs> Sorry, I saw another opportunity. Well, looks like we made it to the core anyway. Or at least to the core's door. Should we open it? That's what doors to the core are for. Really good rhyme. Wait, does anybody else hear that? The door, it's opening. Is there a guy over there? Welcome to the Earth's core. Okay, things are really getting kooky now. But hey, is this like a weird time to do another story? Rachel, I think I speak for all of us when I say, nope. Okay, listeners, have you ever had a pet who just seems like they're really good at getting into trouble? Like they wait around all day for you to stop paying attention and that's when they decide to get into the garbage or scratch up your couch. Well, if you've ever had a pet like that, I think you'll appreciate this next story. Here's the author to introduce it. My name is Brecken. I'm 12 years old. I live in Virginia, and this is my story, The Bag Dog Who Is Smart. I just love bringing my dog here to the dog park. There's so many wonderful dogs. Agreed. Is your dog a Labradoodle? Nailed it. Is your dog a Labradoodle? Guilty. <laughs> dogs. Oh, oh. Hey, look at that dog over there. Is it a Labradoodle? No, but look, she's bringing a cell phone over to that person who just dropped it. Oh, oh. What a good dog. Wow, now she's answering the phone. Hello, we've been trying to reach you regarding your car's extended warranty. If you would like to... She hung up! What a smart dog! My Labradoodle keeps falling for that scam. Same. Our credit card bills are a nightmare. But that dog? That's one good and smart dog. She wasn't always good and smart, you know. Ah! Oh, it's just an old lady appearing as if from nowhere. My name's Rose. And this is Jack. Hello! Ah! We mean... Hello. Wait, your names are Jack and Rose? Like, from the movie Titanic? Never heard of it! Oh, okay. Well, will you tell us more about that good and smart dog? Sure! But first, Rose, promise me you'll never let go! I'll never let go, Jack! Wait, those are incredibly famous lines from that movie Titanic. Of this dog's leash! Now gather round and we'll tell you the tale of Rhea, the bad dog who was smart. Oh, Jack, I am so happy and young. Me too, Rose. Ever since we left that horrible giant boat, everything is perfect. Except Rhea. Please get out of our house, legendary singer Celine Dion. Sacre bleu! Ugh, we should never have moved next door to her. 
No kidding. But Grammy Award-winning singer Celine Dion is right. Rhea is a bad dog. Every time we leave the house, there are dog prints on the couch, dog bite marks all over our food, and dog fur everywhere. I have an idea. Let's put up some motion-sensing cameras while we're gone, so if anything bad happens, it's recorded. Then we'll have proof that Rhea is a bad dog. And if she is a bad dog, she has to go into the kennel. The kennel? Has it come to this? Only if the cameras prove that Rhea is a bad dog. Let's set the cameras up after breakfast. Great. Let's eat. Mmm, <laughs> delicious pancakes. And now the cameras. And done. Now we can leave the house like nothing is wrong. Bye, Rhea. Every time that they leave, going outside. Why are you dragging that big stick back into the house? And why are you lifting it as if you are going to hit the camera? Oh, you hit the camera. I'm so glad we went out for a second breakfast, Jack. It was delicious. Me too, Rose. And hey, why is the door open? And why is the house a mess? And what are you doing in our house again, multi-platinum certified artist Celine Dion? This bird's got to fly. Au revoir. And you're gonna pay for that window, Celine! Grammy Award. All right, well, it's time to review the camera footage and determine if Rhea is a bad dog. Okay, I'll take a look and. <gasps> OMG! The camera is broken! Oh no! Our best laid plan has gone awry! Fate, why hast thou struck us with your mighty vengeful hand? Oh, <laughs> the humanity! Okay, Jack, take it down a notch. Besides, I have a new plan. This time, we'll put up motion-sensing sirens, and then we'll leave the house. Then we'll definitely get the proof we need that Rhea is a bad dog, so we can put her in the kennel. Motion-sensing sirens? That sounds really similar to motion-sensing cameras. And you know what they say about doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. It's, it's a, a great, great idea. idea. Let's set them up after lunch. Great. Let's eat. <laughs> Delectable lunch pancakes. And now let's set up the sirens. Done. Once again, it's time to leave the house like nothing is wrong. Bye, Rhea. <laughs> Celine Dion! Ah! Bad best-selling Canadian recording artist of all time. Bad! I didn't want to have to do this, Rhea, but you're clearly a bad dog. Time to go in the kennel! Run for it, Rhea! Up the stairs, Rhea! Good girl! Harry! Jack and Rose are coming after you! You get bad back dog. here! Bad dog! Oui, Rhea, grab this stick! She's headed for the window! Don't you dare smash that window with that stick, Rhea! She smashed it. Ha! You broke the window, but you can't escape. It's too high to jump out. Unless, of course, Jack forgot to put away the ladder from when he was painting the house. Uh-oh. You didn't. 
Well, I mean, there's no way she can climb down that ladder. Unless, of course, Rose forgot to cut Rhea's nails again, so they're super long and really useful for climbing. Whoopsie. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 now I get to be mad. It's why our relationship works. <laughs> and now she's running away. What do we do? You have no choice but to follow her. Shush, 1988 Eurovision Song Contest winner Celine Dion. Jack and I will handle this. Thank you. We have no choice but to follow her. That's what I said. Quiet, you. Out the window we go. Oh, uh, 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 oh my God. I haven't lifted my legs as high at all. We climbed all the way down from the top floor, but I'm so sore. Me too. Oh, Rose, I think we blew it. I mean, there's no way that Rhea is going to come back. Oh, look, she came back. We're okay, Rhea, but you're a bad dog. Time for the kennel. Oh, Jack, look, she's so sad. I kind of feel bad for her. But she destroyed the house. What other option do we have, Rose? May I suggest something? Ah, where do you keep coming from? Canada. And what do you know about getting bad dogs to be good? Listen, I am both an international musical superstar and, more importantly, a dog owner. Really? Yes, this is true. And there have been many times when my dogs were bad. If you want Rhea to be a good dog, do what I did and send your dog to good dog school. Hey, that could work. What do you think, Rhea? Do you want to go to good dog school? Good dog After that day, Rhea was a good and smart dog for the rest of her life. And every day that her owners left, she would sit by the door waiting for them to come home. Wow, a labradoodle. Amazing. And do you know who those owners might be? It's you guys, right? I mean, it's pretty obvious. Is it? I thought we were being mysterious. Wait, how is Rhea so young if you two are so old? We're not that old. This all happened just last year. We just act this way because we find it commands respect for our storytelling. Not to mention the discounts at our favorite pancake restaurants. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's smart. Oh, yeah, I gotta try that sometime. Look, Jack, Rhea is trying to tell us something. What is it, girl? No, it can't be. She keep finding us. The end. And now, before we go, it's time for a brand new part of the show. As longtime listeners know, the Story Pirates read and respond to every story we get. And today, I'm going to use this part of the show to give a shout out to a few incredible authors who recently sent us their stories. And we're calling it Story Pirates Roll Call. Cue theme song. Send us your story. We read them all. We read them all. You know we love them. for Story Pirates Roll Call. First up in Story Pirates Roll Call, we got a shout out to six-year-old Temperance from Pennsylvania who wrote the story, The Sneaky Mole, which includes this line that I really like. It's dusty under here, said the people. The mole said, well, that's what it's like living underground. You'll get used to it. Next up, a shout out to eight-year-old Julian from Minnesota who wrote, The Toaster Who Thought He Was in Oven. Boy, I've been there, buddy. (laughs) 
shout out to nine-year-old JP from Virginia who wrote the laziness competition featuring a face-off between the laziest koala and the laziest sloth you've ever seen. Next up, shout out to Kyler, a 12-year-old from Minnesota who wrote the story Snorfsville, a nine-page handwritten epic about a man named Charles who takes on the blowtorch monopoly that is run by evil mayor Cox and Snorfington. Incredible. And finally, shout out to Miriam, a seven-year-old from Kansas who wrote The Lava Llama Monster, a story about a very good lava llama monster who jumps into space and follows his mom's rules not to eat the woman he finds there. That was Roll Call. And now it's time for you to send us a story. And if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark brought to you by Brecken, the author of The Bad Dog Who Was Smart. Kids write about a group of characters to find a treasure chest, but they don't have a key. How do they open it, and what do they find inside? As always, grown-ups can submit stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love. Some story love. Thanks for listening to today's show, and a huge thanks to today's authors, Maya and Brecken. And an even huger thanks to all of you for waiting so patiently for season five. We can't wait for you to hear what's in store. We'll be back next week. And until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, Minzwi Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll Call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writers are Rachel Winitsky and Minzwi Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mahela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Michael Yuri. This episode features performances by PJ Adzema, Eric Austin, Sasha Diamond, Chris Ferry, Eric Gerson, Quinton Johnson, Minzwi Karami, Leslie Kareen, April Laval, Peter McNerney, Alexandra Nader, Emily Olcott, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Justin Phillips, Peter Russo, Jamie Watson, Rachel Winitsky, Addie Weyrich, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zimbrano. Driving Bumblebees was written and produced by Eric Gerson and associate produced by Brendan O'Grady with vocal arrangements and direction by Jack Mitchell. Barreling Down was written by Rachel Winitsky and Jack Mitchell and produced by Jack Mitchell. The Smart Dog is Bad song was written by Alexis Simpson and Jack Mitchell and produced by Jack Mitchell. Hey everyone, it's me, Lee from the Story Pirates. We've had a lot of fun today, but mysterious glowing blobs of green goo are no laughing matter. If you see a mysterious glowing blob of green goo, don't poke it, don't touch it, and definitely don't submerge your entire body into it, trapping you and all your friends with no means of escape. Instead, go home and consult your local white pages, which is like if all the business listings on the internet were really heavy. 
and contact a professional who can safely remove the mysterious glowing blob of green goo from your neighborhood. Now that's how you get out of a sticky situation. <laughs> oh. 